their offensive line, nicknamed the Hogs by line coach Joe Bugle, began to control the tempo of the game with a play called 50 Gut. Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm, the two Hogs that time with the big blocks. John Riggins, the diesel getting warm. Drag up that diesel. Oh, um, um, um. Let's go diesel. Um. Good afternoon and welcome to another 50 Gut Blog Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Paul Williams, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Corey Gassaway and Cliff and Guafon. Fellas, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Game week. Just all in with all in for week one, you know what I'm saying? All in for week one. Somewhere RG3 is you know what? Let me shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 just say somewhere Griffin is looking like uh you remember Chris Tucker in the Friday movie when they were about to get shot? I know y'all remember that. <laughs> when, when, when they were laying in the back of that truck, he's like, no. <laughs> I had oh, to do man. that. Hey Griff, you still my man though, bro. You still my man. It's hey, good. I I can't believe we're sitting here on on September third of 2017, and Griff is out the NFL, and Kirk Cousins is <laughs> starting quarterback. It's it's still surreal to even think about it. Did Shanahan did Shanahan know something that we didn't know? Did, wait, did you just call him Shanahan? <laughs> <laughs> you, you thought I was gonna miss that? I tried to catch myself. <laughs> Oh, oh, we're man. off to a great start. We're off to a fantastic oh, start. Oh, man. Hey, that's too funny. Call him Shanna Ho, dog. Hey. <laughs> Corey, are you drunk, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey. Y'all remember Shanahan was my guy, man. But then it just shit went left, bro. But it's all good. Hey, as, as it tends to do. As it tends to do. <laughs> all right. So, week one is... Looming around the corner, uh, obviously the Philadelphia Eagles are coming to town. Uh, it should be a tough game. It should be a tough game. Division we're, battle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going to look at the matchups. We're going to talk a little bit about what we expect to see, talk about some things that we think need to happen in order to get this W. I'm going to go ahead and start off by asking you guys about the game in the trenches. I think the Eagles probably have one of the best Offense and defensive line combinations in the NFL. Obviously, their defensive line is stacked with guys like Fletcher Cox, Timmy Jernigan, Chris Long, Brandon Graham. Uh, I can mm. go on and on and on. Uh, offensively, they're pretty stout up front, too, with Chris Peters and Lane Johnson as their bookend tackles. They have Brandon Brooks at guard. They still have Jason Kelsey at center. I mean, he's taking a step back, but I would still put him as one of the top 10 centers in the NFL. So I'm going to ask you guys. How much stock are you guys placing on the battle in the trenches for uh, Redskins' victory on Sunday? Um, you know, our, our O-line seems to have done well versus their D-line. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though their D-line's – their D-line gets a lot of hype. Um, mm-hmm. Done well versus them. Mm-hmm. So, I think that continues. Um, I think my bigger concern is – how are are we going to be able to consistently run the ball? Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it, it seems like some games we come out, we don't run early because it's three carries for two yards kind of thing. And Gruden just scratches it and says, the hell with it. We're just, we're going to throw it. Yeah. 
So I don't know. I don't know if our team is in a situation to be doing that this year, like we were the last couple of years. It's probably my concern. Uh, I, but I expect them. I expect both O lines to be to carry the game. So I think our O line will do well. So will theirs. And uh, it's going to come down to some other things. Last year, um, Matt Jones went for one thirty-five mm. against Philly. Rob Kelly went for 59 on only five carries. They both averaged well over eight yards per carry. Matt Jones obviously had a touchdown. He also had that late run to seal the game late. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if you even if you take that 50-yard run out of the equation, he still averaged well over six yards per carry. So We cut, we cut Matt Jones, by the way. We did that cut we Matt did. Yeah, that and, we did. And, he, and out of all the spots I felt that he might go, I think he went to the best possible landing spot for him because I think that he can sit behind uh, Marlon Mack and Frank Gore for a year while Frank Gore decides to retire or gets cut after this year. Then it'll be the Marlon Mack and Matt Jones show and a little bit of, of a thunder and lightning dynamic. I mean, it, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm still a Matt Jones fan. I think he does some things well. I think he just he needs to fix some things. And I think he could be a productive player in the NFL. Well, and I think he needs to fix he, he, yeah, yeah, one like, thing. Like, yeah, he needs to hold on to the football. <laughs> so if he hasn't learned how to hold on to the football, he's going to be doing the same thing he was doing here towards the end of last year, in sweats and holding a clipboard. I wish Matt well, but, I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> he There's a reason he's not here no more. I'm not going to bash him, but yeah. the main thing for a running back, pass protection and hold on to the football. And he's not doing well in either one of them. He is our best back. He was our best back in terms of physical ability. Absolutely. He just fumbles. A lot. So you can't be on the field. True. It's plain and simple. You can't be on the field. You, you can go play for Chuck Pagano playing that way, though. Yeah. I'm sure Pagano has no problems doing that. No doubt about that. Right. So do you think the Redskins will struggle to run the ball against Philadelphia on Sunday? I don't think we'll truly have a struggle. Um I just hope a Gruden doesn't abandon the, abandon the run, kind of to follow up on what Cliff said. Like, there's a chance we might come out, we might go three and out, three and out, three and out, and it's not working. I just hope Coach Gruden does not scrap the entire playbook and say, okay, now we're just going to throw it 50, 50 times and let Kirk try to win it. We, we need to get a running game established so we can keep, keep our offense on the field. See, I mean, see I, I think because of the, the changes to our offense in terms of personnel that – I don't think we're going to be seeing Kirk throw the ball 50 times this year. I really don't. I think we had so many advantages in the passing game that it didn't make sense to keep running. Hence Deshaun, Pierre. You know, but I just don't think it made sense to keep running the ball. Now our offense is different. We're going to need to be able to run. I don't think there are going to be games this year where we don't run the ball well and we still win games. I don't think that's going to happen as much this year. I, I tend to agree with you on that, man. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of an example of a game last year where we didn't run the ball well but still got a W. Uh, the Giants, the Giants game last year. I mean, that was a very fluky game in general. I mean, you got a, a, a fake field goal, um, I mean, a fake punt, and got a first down mm-hmm. off that. I mean, you got Eli just throwing you picks left and right. It was mm-hmm. kind of a fluky game. but that, Well, first, there's nothing fluke about Eli throwing you picks. Mr. 27. This is what he does. For those that don't know what that is, he threw 27 picks in one season. So Eli's name is Mr. 27. I can't believe that corn muffin head ass motherfucker is going to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I, 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 I still, I, I still. It's hey, just, tell him how you really feel. Oh, no, because really I, I have this debate with Giants fans all the time. 
it's like they they won't admit it, but it's clear to everybody he has two great Super Bowl runs, just encapsulated in thirteen years of relative garbage. Well, the fact that they won the Super Bowl, that's why they talk like that. They oh just, yeah, they, they ignore I, the fact that he's been well pathetic. See, it's not just that they won the Super Bowl; it's that they won versus the Patriots. Yeah, that too. Damn it, Tommy! They beat him twice. Sure they ended a perfect season. Mm-hmm. Right, like of they all beat, teams, they beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. They did. So, I mean, respect it, to the Giants for that. They, people, they we, did. people can shit on Eli's career all they want. Okay, he only has two great albums. Well, he's got two, he's got two platinum albums, man, and those albums are <laughs> classic. Yeah, right. So, say what you want about his other music. Those are only trash. Two, those are the only two years he has playoff. <laughs> they have playoff wins. Yep. The, since Eli's been there. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but they won the Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> you know. Fuck out True. Of here. You're right. Yeah, dude, he, I mean, if people are going to call Tom Brady the greatest quarterback ever, blah, blah, blah. He has two Super Bowl wins over Tom Brady. He does. So, I think he beat Favre in Lambeau, didn't he? The first yeah, they year. Did. Yep, yep, yep. So, there's not much you can say to him <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> All right. So, what do you think the key to moving the ball against Philadelphia was? I, I know that we just mentioned that we don't think it should be an issue running the ball, considering that we should stick with the run and, and not give up on that too early in the game. Uh, last year, they did a really good job at actually sticking with the run. I mean, obviously, if the run is working well, you're going to stick with it. But they did run the ball. I think I said Matt Jones got 16 carries, was gashing Philly left and right. Matt uh, Rob Kelly got five, but he got 59 yards. Most of them on that one chunk play towards the middle of the second quarter, where I think he was like he went for 45 yards or something like that. But their defense can be had, especially up the middle. But they do have some good linebackers. I'm a big fan of Nigel Bradham. I'm a big fan of uh, Jordan Hicks. They're both coming along, so their front seven is going to be pretty dynamic. The secondary, not so much. So, do you think that Kirk should have success against their secondary on Sunday? Absolutely. Because of all those guys that you just named, I just want to know who's guarding 86. Because until they find someone to guard 86, I'm not really truly worried about that secondary. I understand their front seven is a problem. We already established that. But as long as we have time, or as long as Kirk has time, if we establish a running game, that's going to feed into the play action, which goes straight to 86. So, uh, you could name all the linebackers you got. I, it does not matter because not one of those guys is guarding 86, period. I mean, sure, but, you know, one of the problems might be because he doesn't have any trust in uh, Pryor and Doxon that he's just staring at Reed all the game. But he does that anyway. I guess that is true. I guess that's true. I can't argue that. He does, he does do that anyways. He yeah, does yeah. do it anyways. Kirk Hive, we're not bashing Kirk. That's not bashing him, but his first read is always Jordan Reed. Facts are facts. But back to what Corey said, who's going to guard 86? I mean, I know we mentioned their their safeties. Rodney McLeod and and, and Malcolm Jenkins are a formidable duo. I mean, I think Malcolm Jenkins is one of the premier safeties in the NFL. Rodney McLeod, I mean, he's not bad. He's not good. I mean, I would say he's slightly better than average. The cornerbacks are are absolute mess. So they traded for Ronald Darby, and he promptly got roasted in the preseason game. Following, uh, they have guys like Jalen Mills, they have guys like Ron Brooks. I mean, who? <laughs> they have Rasul Douglas, a freshman out of I mean, a, a rookie. That's not a freshman, a rookie out of W. 
I'm a W guy, so I'm obviously a big oh, fan so of Paul, him. But... Paul, so you pulling for him? No, I I, I, I I had no idea who the hell that was. When you said. <laughs> I thought you said I thought you said Razul Butler for a second. I thought he was gonna do it too. <laughs> <laughs> Razul Douglas. <laughs> yeah, he, he one of the few guys in the Big Twelve that actually plays defense. So I'm assuming one of those guys will be will be guarding uh, Jameson Crowder in the slot. Is what you're telling me. And and that's where I think the key of the game is going to lie. I mean, Jameson Crowder, I think he's going to have a hell of a Sunday because <laughs> you're talking about putting him against either Ron Brooks or Jalen Mills, because you better believe that Ron Darby is going to be on the outside against either Pryor or Doxon. So who's considered – who's their number one corner? I didn't mean to stop you. Was, but who's their, who do they consider their number one corner right now? Darby. Ron Darby's the number one corner. So he'll be on Pryor. He'll be on Pryor. And he, he also gives up seven inches to Pryor. So that's yeah. one thing to keep an eye on. So who's opposite Darby again? I'm, I'm not sure. It's either going to be Jalen Mills or Ron Brooks. I think it's going to be Jalen Mills. Oh, Dotson. Oh, Dotson. <laughs> Whoo! But 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 that's what I'm talking about. That that leaves you either putting a safety on J, on um Jamison Crowder, which I don't think they'll do because they're not no. stupid. But they're gonna have to either bracket him with a cornerback and a and, and a linebacker, or they're gonna have to just go man to man and hope that they can blitz the doors off Kirk, which is what I would do. But so you got him doing. You got seven in the box or eight in the box? Because if honestly, I would pract- I would basically put. Eight in the box and tell Kirk we're going to play you one on one. Well, as bad the pass. as bad as the offensive line has looked this offseason and this um, preseason, I should say. I mean, why do you think that they wouldn't just blitz Kirk all day? I mean, hey, I'm sending seven after Kirk. Beat us if you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Why? You know why you wouldn't do it? Because he's a franchise quarterback, guys, and that's just not what you do against franchise quarterbacks. Cliff, Cliff, don't start it up. Cliff, don't do it. Oh, don't do it. Please don't do it. Don't do it. Because <laughs> you're going to get me started. <laughs> oh, man. Not even the Bass Kirk, though, man. We If the O-line gives him time on Sunday, if we can get any semblance of a running game going, I see no reason why when we do that play action, folks are going to be open. Kirk just needs to complete the pass. And like you said, Wizard, I think, Jamison Crowder is going to have a hell of a day on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, there's not one person on the defense that, I, that can guard him. I, I mean, I know that. The question is, can Kirk get the ball in his hands in space and let him do his thing? That's just going to be the big question. Can he do it, Cliff? Um, well, <laughs> I, think, I think if you have to ask that kind of question about your quarterback, <laughs> can he get them the ball? It's like they're <sighs> – you know what his direct deposits probably are, <laughs> right? Oh, Kirk, Kirk opens his, opens his, his uh, Bank of America account on Friday morning, and there's an extra just one point five mil and just, just chilling. I'm like, Kirk, they gave you the bag. You better come out there and ball out, man. Stop. Yeah, stop I, I think the advantages will be uh, Crowder, Reed, absolutely, and Vernon Davis, right in that middle of the field, Cliff, right in the middle of the field. That, that's where the game is going to be won or lost because, let's be real, Philly, they probably don't even need to blitz us. I mean, because, I mean, Brandon Graham is not going to get much push against Trent Williams. But on the other side, I mean, you have guys like Chris Long. I mean, who he, he's long in the tooth, but he's still a good veteran player. And he might give somebody like Morgan Moses, who struggled this summer, some trouble, some help. They might need to keep a receiver in or keep a tight end or running back in the chip on him to keep extra time. Showing setting up four receivers in patterns, but... That being said, if you give him the time, like you said, 
there should be guys open down the field. Just Kirk has I mean, to... go, go ahead, Paul. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, if there's a concern, just to follow up what you were saying about that front, how we're talking about Moses and Sheriff, I think the real concern is going to be where Ruye and Luval is at because they're going to be the ones dealing with Fletcher Cox and Jernigan. Obviously, Jernigan is the new addition on their front. So I think inside between that guard and center, that's that. if we have an issue, that might be the problem right there. But like you said, we might need to keep an extra blocker in so make sure they're not in, they're not in one-on-one situations. Well, if the Redskins were smart, I mean, you're talking about Brandon Graham being one of the best defensive ends in football when it comes to pass rush. But this is a guy who only weighs 260 pounds. Morgan Moses and Trent each outweigh him by 60 pounds easily. They both have the, the, the length. They have the reach. I would run stretch to Brandon Graham's side the entire game. I wouldn't even try it in the middle. I, yep. why, why would I trust Spencer Long and, and Sean Luval to out to outmuscle Timmy Jernigan and, and Fletcher Cox? It's, it's foolish. It's not going to happen. But if, you, if, but if you run to Brandon Graham's side all day, somebody who isn't really known for his pass, I mean for his run defense, maybe you'll have some success. Mm-hmm. Slow that pass rush down with some screens, some wide receiver slip screens, some jet sweeps. I mean, that, that's how you slow down a pass rush. How many screens would you guys like to see from? Gruden called for Chris Thompson on Sunday. I mean, hey, you know how much I love Chris Thompson. I would, I mean, maybe not in Chris Thompson. I would run at least a screen on every other drive on Sunday. Every other drive, one screen. Whether it's a wide receiver screen or I was it's going to say that. Yeah, I mean, you, you have that's your most dynamic plays on the, on the edge because where's Philly most weak? On the edges of the defense. So that's where you, that's where you need to attack. You either need to Get the ball outside the numbers via pass or via run. You, you've got to do something to get, one, to get the pass rush to slow down. Two, to attack the weakest part of their defense because that's where they can be had. Mm-hmm. Feed Reed. All day. Hopefully he's ready to play. <clears throat> uh, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully he also doesn't leave the game early. <laughs> he said he's ready to go, man. Locked and loaded. Um, I think uh, the only other concern I would have is, I mean, you guys say, well, <clears throat> Dust don't run the ball up the middle. Okay, well, let's just throw a bunch of screens. We need Pryor and Doxon need to do something. To re- agree, agree, like, like, agree. We can't just – our whole game plan can't be to avoid this first-round pick. Why do we see? Like he needs to play well, Josh Doxson. Period. He's shown us nothing. We need to see something out of him. He's going against some weak corners. He should have a big advantage. Well, he can't throw it to himself. Okay, Corey. Corey. No, I'm just saying. Like you, we're asking Doxson to have a big day. I mean, Corey. His first key <laughs> is to be on the field. First step for Doxson this week to be healthy. That will be check number one. Number two, walk into the stadium healthy. Number three, Kirk's got to get him the ball, man. Period. We can't just say Dotson needs to do something. The quarterback has to get him the ball. In order for them to make plays, he needs to put the ball into their hands. Period. That's not bashing Kirk. That's a fact. The tight ends. The tight ends. Should eat. Right. Um, I, Reed's going to get a lot of attention. I'm actually just curious to see how teams decide to defend us this year. With Deshaun and Pierre mm-hmm. gone, mm-hmm. is it our team solely going to focus on Reed? And does that mean that Kirk is still going to throw the ball to Reed every play? 
these are the questions I have. <laughs> I mean, so you can't see Cliff. You can't say that. They say y'all say I'm bashing Kirk. If he's throwing, if his first read is Jordan Reed, he's throwing it to him every play. That's a problem. Use your weapons, Kirk. Use them. You have plenty of them. You have plenty of weapons. They're at your disposal. If you just didn't lock in on one receiver, I think that's Kirk's main issue. Is that I don't know how to say this without sounding. Uh, just say it. Go ahead. But long story short, he he knows who he wants to go to before the play, and he'll fire in there no matter what. Happy no matter feet. what. Mm-hmm. That too. Yeah. Well, so basically, you're saying he doesn't go through his progressions, right? So, yeah. And, and you, well, it's year four, <laughs> and he doesn't four, improvise, and he doesn't mm-hmm. improvise. He's the least. Imp- I think I would have had to rank really sit here, which we won't do right now. And list all thirty-two quarterbacks and their ability to just play off script. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is the best of all time at that. There's no, there hasn't been a quarterback that ever lived that's as good as at scoring and making plays off script than he is. But I would, I would, Kirk got to be at the bottom. He has to be <laughs> bottom three or four. I'm glad you said it. I mean, but the, but I'm not bashing him. These are facts. It's- you can turn on any game. Over the past two seasons, and see that how many plays have you have has he made that stand out in your mind right now to you? Where he's like, "Damn, Kirk did a great job of improving that." He scrambled, he bought time, and he threw a strike. I got a feeling Gruden talking to him about that a lot this offseason because I don't I, know. If, if I, you hope noticed, I hope he didn't. I hope he didn't. Have Have y'all not noticed in the preseason games a couple times, Cliff, especially because you mentioned it. Remember one play when out of nowhere he just got out of the pocket. The pocket was clean. And for some reason, he just rolled to his right and just he threw it away. First off, I mean, obviously, I'd rather you throw it away than force it somewhere. But I felt like he had the, the timer was clicking off in his brain. All of a sudden, he's like, "Oh, let me make a play. Let me move. Let me move with my feet. Let me try to do something." Like I feel like he's he's probably been working on that a lot this offseason. Or somebody has said something to him because when it comes to extending the plays, we all know he stinks. He needs to stick to the rivers and lakes that he's used to. I mean, I feel you. I agree. That is, that's not his game. He he doesn't play with any anticipation at all which is why passes are late or he doesn't see guys. He also is not very alert on the field. So How can if, you not be alert and you're the quarterback? Hey, man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, like, we'll see plays where a defense might line up incorrectly, not cover a guy, and Kirk just doesn't even look over there. He just, he just doesn't – he's not a quick thinker on the field. We saw that guy take a knee to run the clock out at half. You know. Yep. I and, didn't want to bring it up, but I knew no, you, I knew I, you but I think that sums that just kind of sums his mind up on the field. He's just very robotic, so everything is you know. He can't. He just he can't think on the move. This is not his game. Yeah, I mean, Gruden wants a system quarterback, and he has the ultimate system quarterback. But the downfall is, is that when your system quarterback can't make off. Script plays, he's just ineffective. Mm. Twenty-four million dollar man. How many times you want to say, Corey? How many times? I just thought I'd say it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> Corey, your mentions are going to be filled with angry Kirk fans tomorrow. Well, other side of the ball, that's where the uh, this is. That's the important part to me is how is our defense going to look? No doubt. Right. Let's let's talk about the defense now. Let's let's talk about what we can do to combat Philly. I mean, last year in the first game they didn't do much. They sacked 
Wentz five times. I think that they only had two hundred and seventy total yards, and fifty nine of them came on one play. They also had they had a, they had like a fifth string right tackle out there. Remember, right? They didn't have Lane Johnson. <laughs> hey, Lane Johnson said they're going to come to DC and kick that ass. So that I hope did. that every single person on the Redskins, especially on that defense, takes that as a personal challenge because he's he's calling y'all out. Don't worry, Zach Brown's already given him a few words. Right. Well, I mean, the Eagles' offense is. I mean, I know a lot of Eagles fans think that their offense is going to be much better. I, I'm hesitant to give them that much credit. I know they brought in Garrett Blunt. He hasn't looked good. I think that he's a bad fit for their offense. He's more of a in-between-the-tackles type of guy. I mean, he scored 18 touchdowns last year for for the Patriots, but he was only a goal line back. I mean, that that's his will. That's where he well, should Well, you, you can't call him. He had like 1,300 yards rushing last year. Yeah, he had a, he had a decent Well, yeah, year. yeah, but the, I see the Patriots give me a lot of – of shotgun sweeps, which Philly loves to do. I mean, he's he's not the type of guy who's going to get to the edge on anybody. But they, you know, Darren, they have Darren Sproles. They have Legarrette Le- uh, has basically only played well in New England, with the exception of like two months in Tampa. Right. Mm-hmm. So, anytime he's not in New England, you're not. It doesn't seem to get the same player. Well, we know the other guy they got in the backfield. Forty three can hurt us. So, whether you know, that's in return game, screen game, anything, we know he, he can always hurt does. Us. He yep. always does. <laughs> Right, I, I'm actually. You know who's I, my biggest concern with them is uh, Zach Ertz, because uh, tight ends always kill us. Always, and I know Carson with his with his physical all all the physical tools he has seem to limit him to only be able to throw a ball five yards down the field, and <laughs> that means Zach Ertz will get the ball a lot. Yeah, Zach Ertz is definitely going to be a. He's going to be one to watch on that you have Sue Cravens to – I mean, I thought that was going to be his – his Responsibility. Yeah, that was going to be his specialty. It was guarding mm-hmm. the tight ends and guarding running backs at the backfield. Now you don't have him. And I don't know if you can really trust DeShazer Everett, who, I mean, physically isn't as big or as imposing as Sue Cravens is. He might be a better, like, overall coverage safety, but you need somebody who's going to get his hands on Ertz and be physical with him and try to get him off his route. I don't know if that's something that – ever can really do i've never seen him do it but i mean now you you, you don't have a choice you have to actually say hey we need you to do this well this you know what responsibility now you know what could slow all that down if we get a pass rush on sunday that will put put an end to all that get some right. pressure up front we eagles won't have tight ends and receivers running open right well you, you yeah, like i said you haven't seen lane johnson he you didn't see him either game last year you got a lot of pass rush on some guy who should probably should be driving a UPS truck for a living. They're right tackle. I don't even know his name. I'm sure he's still on their team. But they have a very good offensive line. Like I mentioned earlier in the game, that in, earlier in the podcast, they have Jason Peters and they have Lane Johnson at tackle. They have Jason Kelsey at center. They have Brandon Brooks. They probably have the – I don't want to say they're better than us, but they probably have, probably have a top six line in football. I mean, they're very good front. No, they are. But the thing is, they don't, they don't really make a lot of big plays because they don't throw the ball out of the field. Nope. And their offense is kind of ran just like the Kansas City Chiefs offense. We need to tackle. It's like plain and simple. Tackle. The ball's mm-hmm. not going down the field. Mm-hmm. Because he can't throw the ball down the field. The number two pick in the draft. Cannot throw the ball down the field. Yeah, he, so he, they don't throw the ball down the field a lot because they run a very conservative offense. So we, we need to tackle. Tackling's going to be the most important thing. It was the biggest weakness they had last year on defense. The tackling was garbage last I was, year. I was going to say, weren't we top five and missed tackles probably on defense? I'm pretty sure <laughs> we had to be. We had to have been. Yeah. <laughs> so, need to tackle. 
because mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot of stuff in front of you. Mm-hmm. Guys like Sproles, like the break iron tackles. Obviously, they got Alshon Jeffrey, who we didn't mention. So We haven't. And, and since it's week one, Jeffrey will actually be on the field. He'll have both hamstrings. Eagles fans better enjoy it while they can see it. <laughs> so, nah, we got to tackle. Got to tackle. Isn't it crazy after all this time we're still scared of Darren Sproles? It is. Because it's, it's, it's got to be like 15 years, right? I was going to that's what I'm saying. He's been in the league forever. And he's still killing us on Sundays. It's crazy. That's crazy. That Respect crazy. to him, though. He, he is a problem, man. He almost ended up here. I remember. We, we were late to the party, though, with the contract offer, I think. Yeah. Where's Paul? Paul, are you there? Yeah, I'm trying to find the stat from missed tackles. <laughs> I, I, I can't find it, but I'm sure there's a stat out there, and I'm sure that I'm, we're I'm pretty cool, sure we were cool bottom five. Bro. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But no, to echo what you guys are saying, yeah, I think that's a very big key. They they gotta wrap up. They gotta wrap up because you know they're they're gonna run a lot of misdirection. That's Philly's wheelhouse. They're gonna run a lot of shotgun draw, a lot of shotgun sweep. Mm-hmm. So when you get your one on one chance with Sproles on the edge, Ryan Ryan Anderson or Junior Gallette or whoever's Zach, out there. Zach Brown. A two yard gain turned into a eleven yard gain. You can't have mm-hmm. you can't allow that because their offense, I mean, as much as we talk about how bad Wentz is, the offense is going to be better than it was last year. He has to Is it? Is it? Hey, I mean. You would think so. I mean, let's be real. Their receivers last year weren't good. I mean, Jordan Matthews, I mean, I personally don't think he's very good. I can't even name another guy they had last year. Uh, All they have now is Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, we should be able to match up with them one-on-one. It's Alshon and Torrey Smith, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, and your boy Aguilar still there. Uh, well, shout out my man Aguilar. Unfortunately, he plays with Wentz, but that's another story. But as far as I'm concerned, their receivers aren't something where we need to be like, oh, my goodness, we need to drop back two deep safety zones. No, 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 no. I, I don't think that's going to be it at all. I, I mean, but you have to respect – I mean, if Alshon Jeffrey plays the entire game, which, I mean, <laughs> he probably will. He probably will. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's no problem. I mean, he's uh, he's one of the best – jump ball receivers in the NFL, and I think that once they get in the red zone, if they can manage to get inside the 10, there's not a DB on our team that can lock them down one-on-one. Damn, damn. Take that, mm. Norman. Take wow. that, Norman. That's how you feel, ball? Woo! Hey, I love Josh Norman more than anybody, man. But, I mean, he's not hes not a great man-to-man cornerback. He's a zone cornerback. A great zone, zone cornerback, but... If you're, I mean, it's not even a about being a great cornerback. When you line up against Alshon Jeffrey and he's 6'5", 230, and you're 5'10", 185, 190, and once there was that jump ball, what are you going to do? There's not many quarterbacks in the NFL that can stop that. It's just, it's, it's just a disadvantage against any short DB. It's not, it's not many that can do it, but we pay Josh Norman like he can do it. So I expect him to handle his business. Yeah, Sunday. I agree with that. Uh, I mean, I also expect to see a lot of their backs. Like they, um. What they have, they got your boy Smallwood. He's still there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. I know. Like uh, Chris Clement, that kid from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He probably so, won't be active though. He's your fifth running back. Fifth running back. Because so they also have Donald Pumphrey from San Diego State. Oh yeah, from San Diego State. So, got to tackle. We're gonna see a lot of. It's, it's that simple, man. Just a lot of dump offs. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna almost be like they took Carson once in the sixth round. Because <laughs> that's what their offense looks like. It looks like an offense where the quarterback was a seventh-round pick from North Dakota State. 
I mean, doesn't doesn't Doug Peterson run the Andy Reid style offense? I mean, it was a lot of didn't Reid run like a lot of dink and dunk. Reid runs a lot of dink and dunk with Alex Smith. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? He didn't run it with Donovan. Yeah, you know, didn't have to. Had Westbrook. Yeah. It's our first chance to see what Greg Minuski is going to cook up as a D coordinator for us. I would blitz the doors off Wentz. I would I would blitz him on almost every passing down. Well, based on preseason, it looks like we're sending a lot of pressure. So I'm assuming we we we're gonna be bringing a house we, to Wentz. We, we are. We we just have to get a hand in this face. I mean, Junior Gallette off the edge. He looked good in his brief brief appearance preseason. But you know, you put him on Lane Johnson, and you say let's let's go. I mean, let, let's see. It's mano and mano. And then you you bring a linebacker, bring a safety, bring a cornerback, whoever, and just let's see what Wentz can do. Wentz isn't an accurate passer. At least I haven't seen him be an accurate passer. So if you're in a three-step drop and you have a guy in your face and you're forced into a quick throw, it's about the DBs being opportunistic and making interceptions or knocking the ball away. I mean, that's what is the key to the game is going to be, is what can you do against Carson Wentz when he's under pressure, under duress? Can you make plays? Because I know that Wentz can – Extend the play, unlike another quarterback. We won't go there, though. Well, Wentz has the physical ability to extend the play with his feet. That he does. The problem is, he ex- sometimes he extends the play, and it's good for the defense because then he has to throw the ball after all that moving around. Because I've seen that dude make some stupid decisions when he scrambled. <laughs> so he escapes pressure, and then when it's time to throw. He just makes a dumb throw. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy they took him number two. Great, great move. I'm and glad. I'm glad they traded up for him. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm glad they traded picks for him. But go ahead, Cliff. If somehow he, t- he turns it around and ends up being good, then sure. But based on what I saw last year, not looking good for him. Not looking good for him. So he does not worry me too much. Yeah. I know you guys were really worried about Carson Wentz after that start of the season last year. I mean, who wouldn't be? He looked great. He didn't did look, look great. He was just dumping the ball off. Well, they mopped the Steelers. That's when everybody got yeah. concerned. Mopped the Steelers. He had like 200 yards in yak. <laughs> like he's just dumping the ball off. Well, what, that takes you back to your point. You, you got to tackle. But, I mean, I think our team, you have guys that, I mean, DJ Swearinger is a good tackler. I mean, he's known as being a really good tackler. Brilliant can tackle. Zach Brown is a tackle machine, was second in the NFL in tackles last year. Mason Foster is a pretty reliable tackler. I mean, it's just about not letting them when they're in space getting a, get around you. It, you. It's like addition by subtraction. You take a guy like Dukey and Nacho off the field, replace him with DJ Swearinger. Mm-hmm. A guy like Will Foster, Will Compton off the field, replace him with Zach mm-hmm. Brown. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are just, yep. just guys who, I mean, are they great players? Nah, but they're great tacklers. And that's what you have to do against Philly because Philly's a team that will – Turn a two, three yard gain into a thirty yard gain with the quickness. That's their. That's their, what their offense is predicated on. Apply, right. pr- apply that pressure to Carson Wentz, man. Yeah, just get Carson Wentz to some third and eights. Exactly. Make him have to make a throw that he can't make because he's not good. And just tell Junior Galette, <laughs> go get him. Hey, he he's gonna be amped up. He was talking to JP Finley today on the radio, and they just asked him. Hey, are you ready? Are you? How do you feel? And like, you can just hear it in his voice. He's is so excited. Like two years away, and he's worked so hard to come back. I, I'm I'm happy for him because I think that he's gonna come out. And I think he's gonna have a, a good season, even if he's just a third down specialist or a pass rush specialist. I don't really know how much of a run defender 
he can be at this point with two bad Achilles tendons and only weighing 240 pounds. But he's a blur off the edge, and he he's gonna he's gonna shock some folks this year. He's one of the biggest ones that, or one of the main ones, I should say, that I'm looking forward to seeing on Sunday, man. Junior yeah. Galette, Junior Galette. It's been a long time since we had some speed off the edge. If he can give us that, that front seven might be okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. Also, please, I mean, you can't give him dumb touchdowns, whether it's on a pick six or a kick return. A game versus Philly last year, a game that we dominated from start to finish. The game was close in the fourth quarter because we gave him a pick six and we let him return a kick for a touchdown. You can't mm-hmm. give him – no, you re, keep the dumb plays to a minimum. I mean, that's not really a versus Philly thing. That's a season-long thing. But just know that if Philly doesn't get anything cheap versus us, it's going to be hard to beat us. Exactly. Just don't give, don't them, give them points. Don't, don't give, give them anything ex- cheap. Yes, yes, yes. Simple. But another thing, the special teams, we should be a lot better on teams because a lot of these young bucks we got with the Moreau's, I mean, Brian Quick, if he, I'm assuming he'll be active since we only kept five wide receivers. I think the special teams should improve as well. Hopefully we don't give up no 50, 60-yard returns and some nonsense or some fluke punt return for a touchdown. Well, that that, punt, that kick return last year wouldn't even happen if Vernon Davis hadn't gotten the 15-yard penalty. Yeah, the 15-yard penalty. They, yeah, that caused – that was, gave him a return, and he just housed it. That, that was just an, an unfortunate series of events, but just know this year that I mean, they're Philly's known for a good special teams team. They're very good on special teams. Just don't mm-hmm. give them, keep the ball out of Sproles' hands in space on punt returns. Kick everything through the back of the end zone. Don't even let them return it. Mm-hmm. Just put that joint in row three. I want to catch that ball in row three. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Right. I won't be mad if you knock the beer out of my hand. It's straight. It's all good. As long as Sproles didn't get the return, I'll take it. Yeah. There's one more thing that I, I do want to talk about, and, and, and this is going to be – I'm going to go on a little rant here because uh-uh. <laughs> I'm actually going to write a story about this, this week, so stay tuned for that. Out of all the games I go to, I've been to a lot of wrestling games, and I've seen a lot of opposing fan bases. There's not one fan base – that I despise more in FedEx Field than the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. So if you're listening to this, if you if you listen to this, tell a friend to tell a friend. If you have Redskins tickets, don't put them on StubHub. Say it again. Do not put your damn tickets on StubHub. Everybody who's listening to this has a friend who's a Redskins fan. Hey, Dad. Hey, any my friend or, or my wife or my 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 parents-in-law or whatever. Do you want these tickets for Redskins game? Do you want to buy them for me? Whatever. Don't go through a online broker. Don't let these guys invade our stadium like they always do because they're filthy, they're vile, they're vermin. Don't let them in. Damn. That's how I feel about Eagles fans. They're, ig- they're ignorant. Yeah, they're, first of all, they're ignorant. Ignorant. <laughs> ignorant. Make me sick. Right. Singing that and, dumbass song. It's like, shut up. <laughs> Get away from me, Biatch. <laughs> I hate that song. I can't so stand much. it. Uh, can't it, stand it. it. It's, it's the it's so just like God. It's, every time I think about it, it just gives me the chills, and not, not in a good way. It, but as I'm, as I was saying, just be loud, be proud. Come out on Sunday, ready to rock. I don't want to see not one fan in their seat on Sunday because you need to. Rally behind your team. They need you. This one, they need you right now. 
Agreed, man. Yeah. Just, just I know FedEx Field is is not the nicest stadium in the world, and I know the wrestlers don't give you a lot to cheer about from year to year. But if you it's open a week, I remember going to one of my first wrestling games as, as a little kid. My dad took me to the Anderson Championship game versus the Lions when they went to the Super Bowl. That was my first wrestling game, and that was only my one or two ever experiences at RFK Stadium. And just the atmosphere, the vibe there was just of just like it was. It, it, you felt like you were winning. You walked in that zone, and you knew that you couldn't lose. Find a way to take back the home field advantage at FedEx Field. Start it this Sunday. Be loud. Support your team. Don't boo unless things get real ugly. Don't 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 come out there and boom after the first three and out because there is let's, gonna be a three. Let's not put our heads down off the first pick. Right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I said Right. Just, but I'm with you, Paul. I'm with yeah, you. I'm find with a way. You. Find a way to take back the home field advantage at FedEx mm-hmm. Field. Don't let Eagles fans get tickets if you can't help it. If, if you can help it, just give your tickets to one of your friends who's a residence fan. Keep the, the Kelly Green out of our fucking stadium. Please. I don't want to see it. Nobody wants to see it. And anybody who's listening to this, take a, a certain level of pride in knowing that you kept one Eagles fan out of the stadium. Because you know what? You know what I hate seeing or hearing? When I'm watching a game on TV after I've gone to a game, and Eagles score a touchdown, and the chants are louder than the Redskins fans. Mm, that, mm, it's, mm. It is a pathetic sight. And I, there's not, I know this is 2017. StubHub and, and SeatGeek and Ticketmaster, it makes it very accessible for, for visiting fans to get tickets. And we take advantage mm-hmm. of it, too. Every time we go to a game, there's always tickets to the StubHub. But as long as you can just, just one time, just say, hey, I'm not going to sell my tickets to, a, to an anonymous buyer. I'm going to give it to a Redskins fan who I know will help keep the home field advantage intact then you would have done yourself a service and you would help this team just by a little bit. Amen, brother. That's my rant. Uh, I'll make sure to text you guys when they're booing after the fourth straight three and out. Because hey, Cliff, you might not have the texts and we might be the ones booing with them. So. I'm sure, yeah, really. I mean, right, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, sensible Paul on Monday night saying this, I, I, I might be making perfect sense. But after a few cups of rum punch on Sunday <laughs> and, and a few Kirk Cousins balls in the dirt, I'll be. <laughs> Paul's going to be like, damn it, Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So anyway. Oh, but that- you're right, man. Bring some energy on Sunday. There's no reason for us to be down. Preseason's over. Forget what happened. We're starting fresh. Right. Show uh- some pride, Redskins Nation. Be there for your team. Because it's going to be a little rough at some point on Sunday. Right, but let's not get down too early, man. Hey, I'm looking forward to seeing all y'all. Though. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody on Sunday, man. Like I said, it's the clip the other day. It's it's like Christmas Day for me, and I know a lot of wrestling fans out there feel the Retweet. same way. Retweet. I is you go home. It's like FedEx Field is your home, and you see all your brothers and sisters for the first time in a long time. Because you're mm-hmm. y'all like family. Y'all are like my family out there for 16 days out of every year. Y'all are like my brothers and sisters, and I'm excited to see everybody out there. Just be loud. Be proud. Be Wear that burgundy and gold and scream your ass off for three straight hours. That's all I ask of you. Amen to that, brother. All right. Let's close the show with some predictions. Cliff, give me a win prediction, final score, and why. Uh, Eagles 24, skin 17. I just don't trust our defense, man. I don't trust them. And I've said a lot about Kirk, so you got to stay consistent. 
<laughs> Every time we've played the Eagles, when we had Deshaun, he made a huge play. Kirk's so who, had good games, Cliff, versus he Philly. He's played yeah. well. Who's he had those big games? Who's he been throwing to in those big Number games? Number 11. So let's see what they do without him. Let's see. Because you're not going to convince me we can get these 10-play 80-yard drives that end in touchdowns with Kirk as our quarterback. Hey, man. I'm with you on that. I'm going to say this. I'm going 27-20 Washington. It's week one. Just to follow up on what Paul just stated, I'm expecting the fan base to show up, expecting the team to show up. A lot of players got some stuff to prove. It is a must-win game. If there's ever been a must-win game in week one, it's a division game. Don't don't come out there and lay an egg week one. That's all I ask. Please do not do it. Because just like Paul said, if you do, it's going to sound like we're in Philadelphia. I don't think FedEx Field is nicknamed the link. So we need to get them up out of there early, take care of business, 27-20 Washington, and we're on to Los Angeles. If the defense can come out early and get in Carson Wentz's face, put their hands on them, get them to be erratic in the pocket and, and, and make some dumb mistakes and obviously get the ball moving, I think this could be a positive out uh, turnout. But I've mentioned on previous podcasts how much the wrestling struggle in week one. There's just, I, I don't know, there's so much turmoil going on with the wrestlers right now. Just like it, you're coming off a rocky offseason. You lost your two best players on offense, or your two best receivers on offense, I should say. I'm not going to disrespect Trent Williams and Jordan Reed like that, but I just, I, I'm going to go with Cliff. I'm going to say, in a low scoring affair, I'm going to say Eagles 19, Redskins 13. I just, I just, they'll, they'll make plays. I just don't know they'll make enough plays to actually win this game. It's going to be a quiet ride back up at 495. Hey, we'll stop at Bo Jangles on the way back and get some chicken biscuits. We'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Bojangles. Ah, shout out to Bo. Always look for sponsors for the pod, by the way, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> all right. That's all I have for you guys tonight. Thank you again for being with us. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 50 Gut Blog and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 50 Gut. Guys, tell me where to find you on social media. Young half underscore 21. Let's go, Redskins Nation. They're going to need us on Sunday. Let's go. Cliff Guaf, and I will not be there Sunday. We're going to yell tr- for you, Cliff. We're I don't trust myself you. to attend, uh, be, be up that early, because I know <laughs> Paul wants to be up at 4 a.m. to go to FedEx Field. <laughs> <laughs> and because of, obviously, I'm going to be at a wedding the night before, so I don't, I can't, I can't make that kind of commitment. Hey. So. Can't as, blame I, you. as I chug the Gatorades at 1 p.m. on Sunday. <laughs> hey, don't do not do that, Cliff, because Kirk might cause you to pull out the whiskey. He probably will. The first time he hits Jordan Reed in the feet with one of those, one of those passes. <laughs> so, no, I'm, I, I'm hoping that they can actually get a, get this win on Sunday. It'd be a good way to start the year. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. That's the spirit, Cliff. All right, guys. Uh, (laughs) Holla. Peace.